show. Obviously, you're not a golfer. What kind of beer do you like? Heineken! Fuck that shit! Pops, food, ribbon! You take drugs, Danny? Every day. Good. So what's the problem? I don't know. Money, 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 money! I drink your milkshake! I drink it up! Son of a bitch. Stole mine. You're a cantaloupe. <laughs> I do with my hands i don't know let's just start the show kick it welcome back to wtm watch this movie i am your host eric Mulder. eric he is a bad bad man joined once again mr alex the bicep jones it's been a while let him watch let him watch been busy letting him watch <laughs> You just been doing arm curls in the it's front arm yard? curls, <laughs> eating pizzas, doing arm curls. You take care of all your wedding shit or what? It's in process. Got everything planned out? Got the flowers picked? Got, Got the, the cake figured out? Uh, yeah. About Cake's the food. done. Food's what done. What are we having? Beef and chicken. Beef and chicken. Family style though, bitch. So you don't Ooh. even get to choose. You just get it. Just sits right down at your table. So if somebody's not pulling their weight food-wise, you could have double chicken, <laughs> maybe triple chicken. Who knows? Uh, open down. invite to all WGM <laughs> listeners. We're <laughs> in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area in <laughs> September. Get on over to the North Loop area. <laughs> Swing on by. Open bar, right? Open bar, dude. <laughs> Six Schlitzes. Whatever's, Whatever's free. free. <laughs> All right, today, just another mini-up, we're about to record, finally, our breakdown of Old Boy. You've been mentioning it for a little bit. <laughs> Since beginning of last year? <laughs> eh, no, it was more like just a month. Oh. Somebody has, you know, weddings to plan, and other people like me have fucking multiple jobs, and... Well, if we just, just couldn't didn't make get it married... Time. And then just didn't work. We <laughs> do this all the time. Yeah, maybe if the listeners paid us, you know, we wouldn't have to do anything. I figured out how to pay for internet to get this shit uploaded. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I know we don't. Uh, we don't ask for money from our listeners, but you can send it. <laughs> we will take your money. <laughs> We're not going to ask for it. We have more pride than that. <laughs> but we will take your money and spend it. Hey, Potentially not even on podcast stuff. Just you like should have your things. uncle sponsor the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The rich fucker down there in, was it Nebraska or Kansas? Nebraska. Nebraska. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you betcha, yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, I think he's an avid listener, too. But... <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's get into it. What did you see, Clarice? What did you see? What did you see recently, Jones? What did I see recently, Jones? 
Actually, well, can you pump the brakes there? I Hold didn't on. even get really get going. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just wanted to give a quick recap. You know, film news. Did we already do this? No, we didn't because we didn't talk about anything film related. What was all that wedding talk newsworthy? before? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, M. Spiff wrapped up. Spiffs. Was it Spiffy? I didn't I it didn't was. do anything related to M. Spiff. They even retweeted my tweet. Took a picture. Did you you did? That? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I'm not on the tweets. Uh, well, upstairs in the theater I'm at, there was a, what do you call it, like the background and the lights set up for like a, you know, a runway if you want to take a picture. Looks like around like the runway, it's the red carpet. Red carpet. Like the, the backdrop, you know, M. Spiff and oh, sure. yep. all that shit. Yep. Because they had filmmakers and, you know, people there taking pictures. And Yeah. Well, I took a picture and I was like, hope to see you at M. Spiff. And I like pointed. <laughs> Are they paying you? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> and they retweeted it. So well, I bet they go. did. Free promo. Yeah. That's pretty pretty schnazzy. Yeah, a couple people retweeted it, I think. <clears throat> nice. Anyways, um Yeah, there was a lot of a lot of cool stuff. I saw I mean, I'll get to it in the what have you seen lately, Clarice, but mm-hmm. um I saw The Lost City of Z. That was the festival film I saw. It was a zombie movie, right? <laughs> Not quite. World War prequel. <laughs> prequel to world war z um nice brad pitt big fan but there was a there was a couple of cool filmmakers and productions that kind of went on at, at least my theater there was a um they showed a silent film from 1927 called wings um it's about two young men one rich one middle class who are in love with the same woman who become fire pilots in world war one so huh. it's a silent film but they had a live you know, orchestral accompaniment with it. Who directed it? Um, directed by William A. Wellman. Oh, okay. And Harry Diablo-Mabia-Baby-Eats-A-Boy. Uh, Harry Buckcrack. I know, it's Harry... There's a lot of A's and D's and apostrophes. Diabadi Diarast is what it looks like. Gotcha. Anyways, big fan. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it was really unique in that, you know, they just had this. The movie is long. It's two hours and 24 minutes. Silent? Silent. Oof. So they had silent flicks or. Yeah. There's inner titles, you know, with dialogue and things like that. But all the music came from this small, you know, orchestral accompaniment. That was really cool. They were from uh, France. Let's see here liked him on twitter or liked a picture of him the prima vista quartet hmm. so they had like a cello uh, a few violins a trumpet a drummer that's about it hmm. but yeah it was really cool to see um i didn't watch all of it i was you know in and out but right it's pretty fucking sweet i think the only silent film that i've seen it might have might be the only one i've ever seen Nosferatu. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That was, I think that was a crisp 80 minutes, maybe less. I think maybe it was closer to 70. But those silent movies can be tough to, I don't know, I guess for me, even Nosferatu was really cool to see, you know, the, the original Dracula, essentially. Still very creepy, but two-hour-long silent film. I don't know. That's a long time. Um, also, kind of opening night at our theater, we had 
movie called The Hippopotamus, British film, directed by John Jenks. He was there. He's a pretty cool guy. Um, the movie stars Matthew Modine, uh, Russell Tovey, Roger Allen. He was in like V for Vendetta and some other stuff. And uh, Adrian Boucher. You would know him from, uh, fuck, what movie am I thinking of? Entourage. Nope. We'll see in a second here. I could picture the scene in my head. Name sounds familiar. Adrian with an E or an A? A, I believe. <laughs> that guy, what is he from? I think he's, isn't he an um, maid? Yeah, that's what Isn't I'm, that I him? that's what I'm thinking of. But I'm, I don't I'm see scrolling that through his here. film thing to see, but maybe it's not him. Looks like him. Alien vs. Predator. A lot of short films. All right. Well, anyways, regardless. Uh, Monuments Men. I don't recognize him from Monuments Men personally, but. Yeah, he does look like the guy from Maiden. Huh? He does look like the guy from Maiden. Well, it's not like him. A little bit, but, but yeah, it looks like him. But uh, it's about disgraced poet Ted Wallace, summoned to huh. his friend's country m- manor to investigate a series of unexplained uh, miracles. Hmm. It's based off of a book, I believe. And uh, so, yeah, that was pretty cool to see. You know, meet the. It was John Jenks, and then I forget who else was there with him. I didn't meet the other person, so I guess I couldn't tell you. But yeah, I figured I'd throw that in there for our UK listeners. The old John Jenks. This was like an up and comer. I mean, his other stuff I hadn't seen, but this one got pretty good reviews. Comedy. Nice. So yeah, um, now let's do it. Is that all the film news or just an update on MSPF? Just an update on MSPF. Gotcha. What did you see, Clarice? What did you see? You just want me to start with Lost City of Z? Might as well. Seems all like right. you're already trying to take over anyways, so. <laughs> Fucker. So I saw The Lost City of Z. Dope. Directed by James Gray, starring Charlie Hunnam, Robert Pattinson, Sienna Miller, Pity Pat, Tom Holland, T Ho, little Spidey himself, fucking T Ho. Storyline, hit me with it. Lost City, <laughs> Lost City of Z tells the incredible true story of British explorer Percy Fawcett, who journeys into the Amazon at the dawn of the 20th century and discovers evidence of a previously unknown advanced civilization that may have once inhabited the region. Despite being ridiculed by the scientific establishment who regard indigenous populations as savages, uh, the determined Fawcett, supported by his devoted wife, son, and aide, returns time and again to his beloved jungle in an attempt to prove his case, culminating in his mysterious disappearance in 1925. It's kind of a spoiler. A little long. Where was that synopsis from? IMDb. That was? Mm-hmm. That was the top paragraph? Yep. Do they know the rules of writing an IMD synopsis? <laughs> uh, there's another one below it. This is the true life drama centering on a British explorer, Colonel Percival Fawcett, who disappeared while searching for a mysterious city in the Amazon <laughs> in the 1920s. So they don't give a fuck. Apparently you're supposed to know he disappeared. And this is Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, Charlie Hahn. Charlie Hahn. 
Charlie Hung. Hung. The original Gray. That they he was supposed to be Gray. He, Dorian Gray. I forgot the first name, but yes. <laughs> Fifty Shades of Gray. Yeah. And then he turned it down. And then and they like, went, oh, wait, this he's is got a pile that of shit. huge tattoo on his back from Sons of Anarchy. We can't have him. <laughs> really committed. See, I had uh, I wanted to see this because I didn't know much about, you know, Percy Fawcett. And it seemed pretty fascinating to me. British Explorer, early 1900s, going into the Amazon, mm-hmm. looking for the lost city of Zed. So, yeah, I was pretty pumped to see it. Um, it got great reviews. I think it's... Uh, in the 80s, like high 80s on Rotten Tomatoes. But the user score is like 64. So it was like 20 points lower than the critics. I'd kind of been led to believe it was kind of a slower, slow burn type film. You know, adventure. Kind of an old school way of movie making. It's kind of been lost and things like that. Well, it was. It was and it wasn't. So it's at 88 for critics, 64 for audiences. It was a good movie. Uh, the performances are fantastic. I mean, I don't really know Charlie Hunnam for much. I mean, I know who he is, but I don't. I didn't. You know, after the first six episodes of Sons of Anarchy, I didn't see anything. Right. Didn't watch any of that, or I can't think of any other movies that I've seen him in. Really, uh, he stood out. He is actually, Children of Men. I've seen, but he. I think he has a very small role in Pacific Rim. I haven't seen so. He, pa- he's in uh so he's in a movie that I'll talk about called Crimson Peak. Apparently okay. he's in more than one Guillermo del Toro movie, I believe. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if he's maybe one of his preferred actors to work with, which again, before I saw Crimson Peak, I thought the same thing. Like I only know that dude from Sons of Anarchy. That's mm-hmm. it. Not to say he's bad, but you just don't think of him for much else. Yeah, he was uh he was terrific in here. Um the whole cast was great. Robert Pattinson has a huge beard the whole time, pretty much, which is kind of cool. So you don't really recognize him as much. Sure. Um, especially he doesn't have like the, you know, the gray skin like he used to <laughs> in movies. <laughs> but yeah, it's, there's great camera work and things like that, but it is, I don't know if they tried to do too much. I can't, I can't really pinpoint the main problem of it. Other than that, it's just kind of boring and disappointed. I was disappointed. Huh. Um, is it long? It's like two hours and okay. f- 20 minutes. Yeah, two hours, 21 minutes. But for an exploration into the jungle, which he goes multiple times, and he, you know, he's under attack from certain tribes, and other tribes are friendly. Mm. You know, that stuff's all interesting and fascinating, but it just really doesn't all add up to much. When you, when you think about, I've read a lot of reviews, too, um, since I've seen it, that kind of talk about the same thing I'm, feeling i guess or it's just like great performances you know solid direction great camera work and you know great story you know good adventure why is this movie not good that type of thing it's it like just the, it just yeah it wasn't connecting on something the sum was not as was not equal to the the parts sure i guess yep see so yeah, i mean i would i'll rate it a uh, last resort um, I, I think it's you know a better film than that, but I'm never going to watch this movie again. <laughs> sure. There's some interesting things in there, but I just don't, don't have a reason to watch it. Huh. Um, if you're really fascinated by that stuff, I'm sure you maybe even like it more than me. 
Although, I mean, that's kind of what drew me to the movie is this seems like a good adventure and I'll learn more about this explorer and all that. Mm-hmm. And it just didn't really add up to much. So, yeah, I was disappointed. Huh. Well, then. Um. Well, I'll go ahead and lead that right into Crimson Peak, which is a movie that I've seen recently. So Crimson Peak... Uh, from 2015, in the aftermath of a family tragedy, an aspiring author is torn between love for her childhood friend and the temptation of a mysterious outsider. Trying to escape the ghosts of her past, she is swept away to a house that breathes, bleeds, and remembers. Uh, directed and written by Guillermo del Toro. Uh, stars Mia Wasikowski, Jessica Chastain, Tom Hiddleston, Charlie Hunnam. Um... Those are kind of the heavy hitters. Um, <clears throat> so this was one of the movies that we actually watched in preparation to going to Guillermo del Toro's art exhibit here in Minneapolis called At Home with Monsters. Um, I actually might be going to that because I was talking to Swens oh, okay. Fancy last night, and they're going to that. Um, they were going to let me know when because they asked if I wanted to go, and I was like, yeah, if, you know, if I'm, if I'm free, I'll... I'll go. Sure. I'll come with. Uh, super fucking cool exhibit. Uh, really cool. And it's all either from Guillermo del Toro's personal art collection. So it's not all movie related, but there is a significant amount of stuff in there from his movies, mm-hmm. uh, which is really cool. Kronos to uh, what is it, The Devil's Backbone, yep. uh, Hellboy, Crimson Peak. There's stuff. There's real animatronic stuff that was used in the movie. Right mm-hmm. when we walked in, there's a huge display. I can't remember what it's from exactly, which movie. Me and Sam were like, Sam's like, do you think that's from the actual movie? And I was like, nah, it's probably, you know, recreated type thing like that. And one of the Minneapolis Institute of Art people said, uh, actually, no, it is. She goes, everything in here is from his collection or from the actual, was actually used in the movie with the exception of like two props they recreated. Uh, really cool. But anyways, Crimson Peak, there's a lot of stuff in there. I looked up, actually, that Charlie Hunnam is in Crimson Peak and then uh, Pacific Rim, which Guillermo del Toro won. Uh, I mentioned that, but I said I hadn't seen it. Yeah. Um, Crimson Peak, uh, not too bad. Uh, I would give it a last resort. It's Mm -hmm. Jessica Chastain does a really good job of being kind of a evil shit, (laughs) I'd say. Yeah. she did a great job. I mean, Tom Hiddleston does a good job as well, but uh, she kind of, I would say, led everybody else in kind of performances. But uh, visuals are good, which Guillermo del Toro is kind of, that's what he does, I would say. Um, so yeah, I would say it's a last resort. I mean, if you don't see it, it's not the end of the world. He has other better movies, but it's worth a watch when you get to it. You know, I saw Bad Santa 2. <laughs> Have you seen this yet? No, I have not. From 2016, directed by Mark Waters, starring Billy Bob Thornton, Kathy Bates, Tony Cox, Christina Hendricks, uh, Brett Kelly is the little boy that's grown up. Yep. Um, see if anyone else. There's some cameos in there. Like Octa- Octavia Spencer plays a hooker. Oh. And uh, that was pretty funny. But yeah, she, most of the movie She's not the hooker isn't. in the first one, right? <laughs> Is she? I don't know. I I can't say she is or isn't confidently, I guess. So this is a last resort. Um, 
I guess I should give the synopsis here. Fueled by cheap whiskey, greed, and hatred, Willie teams up once again with his angry uh, little sidekick, Marcus, to knock off a Chicago charity on Christmas Eve. Kathy Bates plays Willie's mother. She is in the original Bad Santa. Oh, is she? Fuck you, Willie. <laughs> oh, I don't walk the, straight for a week. That's right. That's She's her. the one who pulls out the uh, her breasts. <laughs> he pays her to show the kid her breasts, right? No. No, no, no. You're thinking of that. That's bad words. Okay, I'm thinking of bad words. No, bad Santa <laughs> in the beginning when, or in the original when he, he pulls up to his motel and he sees somebody rummaging through, and then he goes, "Hey, he like he calls from his car window to a prostitute, like, hey, come here." Oh, he says Opal, because that's her character name. I mm-hmm. always thought he said Oprah as like a smart ass. <laughs> <laughs> he says, "Hey, Opal, come here." And she goes, fuck you, Willie. <laughs> last time, <laughs> last time I didn't walk straight for a week or shit straight for a week or something like that. <laughs> that's her. That's Octavia Spencer. That's funny. All right. Sorry. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess the only reason I don't put it as never is because I, there is a few funny parts. There's part, there's times I laughed in it. And if you love the first one, you know, you can get a little bit of the you know same in the second one just it's few and far in between sure it's very it's it's too much like the first one they put christina hendricks in there just as another hot girl for willie to fuck that yep. makes no sense just like the bartender in the first one Yep. you know the nice attractive bartender who's you know well she has a thing for santa clauses yep. you know in the first one well christina hendricks doesn't in fact they they go over that Several times while they're having sex. Because Willie, all he wants is, call me Santa, call me Santa. It's <laughs> <laughs> <Just> like, no. <laughs> but yeah, there isn't really a point to her character other than to just have her fuck Willie in weird places. Okay. So that was very under underdeveloped character. Kathy Bates is fine as the, you know, her his terrible mother. Um, Tony Cox is back. Even though he was like, you really shouldn't be because of what happened at the end of the first one. Right. And it ends up being very predictable and it's not as funny. It, it is cool seeing the little kid growing up. Right. Brett Kelly. Um, but, you know, his. He doesn't have the same impact. Nothing does. It's just it's it's not good. <laughs> That's too bad. But, yeah, I mean, give it a watch. if It's free somewhere. <laughs> I mean, I might. Yeah. I don't know if I'd uh, maybe I'd buy it if it was really really cheap, like four bucks Blu-ray special edition. I want I want not features. I just want gag reel or deleted. Yeah, more jokes. Uh, the previews for it when it came out in theaters worried me because when I saw the previews, I was like, it just did not look good. Mm-hmm. Like it it looked like. Well, I'm trying to think of another uh, Hangover. Hangover Part Two was kind mm-hmm. of reminded me of, yeah. which you know I've I've found some parts funnier over time, but it's not a good movie because mm-hmm. this sits solid at a twenty three percent critics and thirty seven percent with audiences. So even audiences didn't like Bad Santa too. Yeah, shitty. Yeah, I was hoping it'd be like one of the like a sitter situation where yeah. both critics and audiences didn't like it, and I was like, well, that's 
that's probably a pretty low chance of that happening because it's a sequel to a very popular movie. Right. Yep. But yeah, I yeah. tried. I'd red boxed it. And yeah, what do you do? I'm glad I red boxed it on DVD though. Not Blu-ray. You, you didn't check the check the Blu-ray option. No, I got Blu-ray for Patriots Day. Oh, that was a good. And the DVD Ben uh, Santa. That was a good move. So yeah, you want to talk about that next? No, it's on your list. Yeah, why not? You got it up. Got it up. All right, give us the deets. So Patriots Day, which came out last year. Uh, story of the 2013 Boston Marathon bombing and the aftermath, which includes the citywide manhunt to find the terrorists responsible. Directed and written by Peter Berg. Uh, stars Marky Mark, Tommy as Tommy Sanders, uh, Dickie Eklund, um, John Goodman, Michelle Moynihan. Yeah, is that kind of the... They don't have the cast, and they have an order of appearance, I guess. I'm trying to find people <laughs> people that people know. You mentioned, like, J.K. Simmons? Yeah, J- so J.K. Simmons is in it. Uh, yeah, I mean, those are probably the more well-known people, I would say, in the movie. Uh, Patriot's Day is... So... I'll say my initial impressions initially when Patriots Day was being shopped around, previews mm-hmm. or hitting the TV, all that. Uh, I thought it was going to be a big America or a rah-rah movie. I didn't care for the little clip in the preview of the agent telling um, the terrorist wife, you don't have any rights. That kind of bothered me because it's like, well, we're in America. You shouldn't <laughs> say that. Like that it, I get it's like, oh, we're being fucking tough. But it's like, well, that's... <laughs> kind of killing a value that we say we give everybody, you know, rights. But uh, <laughs> wasn't a fan of it. Uh, and I was actually, I actually had no interest in watching it <clears throat> yep. that much until I saw reviews are really good. And I was like, yeah, I'll get to it eventually. You know, that'd be cool. Because um, Peter Berg does a lot of, I would say, Americana movies, I would say. Friday mm-hmm. Night Lights, I would say, is right in that vein. Uh, Lone Survivor, he did. Um, than this one, the kingdom. kingdom. He yeah, he did the kingdom. That mm-hmm. I would say that's in a similar light. It's just out of the four of these, it's the only fully fictional movie. Yeah, uh, all the other ones have some element of truth or based on true story type thing. Uh, Patriots Day was fucking sweet. It was mm-hmm. really well done. Uh, Marky Mark uh, surprised me. I, you know, Marky Mark, I still I still struggle with taking him, like, <laughs> if I see him in a serious role, I'm still like, well, it's Marky Mark. He did like, that. the name of this movie. I still think of him from The Happening a little bit, <laughs> oh, yeah. which is totally fine. But th- there's tons of movies that I like him and he's serious in. It's just funny that I can't get past it for some reason. He's hilarious in Ted, uh, but, like, when I saw him in this, I was worried that his, like, brooding tough guy thing was going to ruin it and it doesn't whatsoever like he pokes fun at himself it's not giving anything away but he starts out he's fictional there's tons of people that are based on real life people uh his character is 100 fictional from what i read mm-hmm. um but he pokes fun at himself because he was a detective who got suspended for some reason and he has to put back on his uniform so they're all making fun of him he had some pretty funny lines but yeah i really i really liked it uh I followed this pretty close when it was happening, 
mm-hmm. after the Boston Marathon bombing occurred and then the manhunt and everything. Me and Sam were talking about, uh, we remember sitting in our studio apartment uh, just staring at the news during the manhunt, mm-hmm. like all fucking day and night. Oh, yeah, just me too. Like, yep, where it was just like you were just glued to the TV because it was unreal. Like uh, Boston's fucking shut down. Right, they <laughs> shut the city down. Like, I mean, they shut down Boston and... Uh, I forget the neighboring city or whatever that they found him in. Watertown. Watertown. Uh, yeah, it was fucking crazy. And I thought they did a really good job of capturing, like, all the real-life people and little things that i guessing were true uh, about the people. Um, yeah, I I thought it was really good. This is a definitely a WTM soonish. I would say soonish, my yeah, opinion. Yeah, I would say soonish, too. Initially, I was thinking well maybe just eventually because maybe i just like it more than it yeah. than the quality of it actually is that type yep. of thing but i was like no the quality's good and it's thrilling as hell it's, it's excellent yeah exciting and yep. the way that well <laughs> the most bananas part was the shootout at the end which we won't talk about that much but there's yep. bombs there's you know there's shooting going on the way that's filmed and the way you see it it's fucking nuts yeah. What they show and, like, how realistic it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he runs over his brother. I mean, it's not ruining the story. It's a, based on a real thing. Uh-huh. Uh, so that part, uh, uh, that was pretty that was pretty wild <laughs> how they did it. Yeah, that was intense. Uh, but even, like, earlier, it, was, it seems like this whole movie was just made really, really fucking well. Yeah. And I love the way that Berg like, intertwined the real footage with you know the fake footage yeah especially when they're investigating the crime scene and they're showing a timeline of the events and you see the real footage of the real bombers you know walking down the street you know by different cameras and then the convenience store shots too some of that was real footage yeah they blend in the actors with them yep and i thought it was phenomenal yeah it was a very unique way of looking at it kind of all at once all in like a linear timeline somewhat Mm -hmm. so yeah i thought that was it just made the whole thing that much more fascinating i think yeah i even liked how they worked in the uh um how the media wrongfully identified the two different guys new york post specifically (laughs) they published it and i believe they got sued by those two guys uh but uh yeah, they worked in a lot of little things that were true and actually occurred that maybe people who didn't follow it as closely might not think were true, but yeah, I thought it was good. So yeah, that's a that's a confirmed soonish. Oh yeah. Yep. Um, I had let's see if I have one more here. Yes. I saw Get Out. Ah. Get out, Jones. Directed by Jordan Peele from Key and Peele, uh, starring Daniel Kaluuya, Kaluuya, uh, Alison Williams, Bradley Whitford, as in Eric. He is a bad, bad man. <laughs> Eric from uh, uh, Billy Madison. Yeah. Catherine Keener. Keener. Caleb or Caleb Landry Jones. Jonesy. <laughs> and uh, Stephen Root. Row, yeah, Stephen Root's in here. That's funny. Plays a blind guy. Really? Yeah. Uh, Storyline: 
A young African-American man visits his Caucasian girlfriend's mysterious family estate. Um, <laughs> that's uh, that's it. quite the synopsis there. <laughs> I went with the shorter one, but regardless. Uh, so Daniel Kaluuya plays the main character, uh, Chris Washington. Um, and he's dating Allison Williams. And she's taking him home to meet her parents. And she's talking about, you know, it's obviously it's a black white thing. It's a guess who's coming to dinner type of story that's starting to percolate. Um, she's there. I mean, they're upfront with the race issue right away. She's like, you know, my dad's probably going to tell you how much he loves Obama and that he would have voted for him a third time if he could <laughs> and things like that. And, you know, jokey things that, you know, maybe white people might say or do to try and break the ice but it's just kind of like oh you don't really have to say it you can just keep existing and not bring it right. up yeah and you don't have to you don't have to prove that you're not a racist like you know every time you talk to me yeah but you know it's uh typical they get there meet the family and uh minute by minute it just starts getting a little more peculiar peculiar <laughs> <laughs> leave that? that in don't you dare you ever have that word you can't get? <laughs> Peculiar. <laughs> Peculiar. <laughs> Peculiar. Peculiar. Lular. Lulier. Oh, I can't talk today. Can't talk right. <laughs> can't get right. <laughs> I was on this fast weekend. <laughs> Just can't get right, boss. <laughs> um, yeah, things get stranger and stranger and. Um, I'll just leave it at that because it's another one of those films where the less you know, the better. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you can say shit hits the fan. Very good movie. I would say that for me, it was probably a little overhyped, overpumped. So maybe take that into account when you go and see it. Because I was, I was expecting like, oh, this is going to be maybe like my top five favorite movies of, you know, 2017. And no, it's not. It is very good. I, w I would give it a W team eventually. Um, very well made. Peel did a great job. But I wouldn't say that the movie like reinvented the wheel or anything like that. Yeah. It was just more of a really solid movie. Uh, interesting, you know, very tense filled story or tension fueled story. Hmm. It's exciting. It was, there's funny parts. There's, you know, fucked up stuff. There's, a lot of stuff in here. Uh, I did like to see that uh, the actor Lakeith Stanfield. I saw he was in some of the previews. Uh, I don't know if you watch Show Atlanta on FX. Okay. Uh, he's in there and he is hilarious. He, he, I mean, he's a good actor in there too, but he is funny as shit in Atlanta. Yeah. And I saw him. And I haven't really seen him anywhere else, so I saw him in the previews for this, and that doesn't look like his character is funny, but uh, it's kind of cool to see kind of him getting more work yeah the performances are all you know really good um like i said direction that's it's very impressive for i mean jordan peele this is pretty much his debut right directorial project yep and you know nothing but high high uh remarks for him i thought it was cool to see put it out so quickly because i remember uh because we watched key and peel every episode and I read before, like, the last episode, like, Jordan Peele had said, 
yeah, he actually wants to direct horror movies. So after he's done, he's going to direct horror movies. And he's like, oh, that's kind of unique. And you don't think about that for a sketch comedy person mm-hmm. necessarily. And I was like, oh, it'll probably be years until you'll see him doing a horror movie probably. Uh, and then this came out. So it was kind of cool to see him kind of follow through on it. And it did so well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, go out and see it. Definitely worth a watch. WTM eventually. Avenge. Especially because it's it's nearing its end time in the theaters. It yep. did it's done very well. It's been in like the top twenty forever. Yep. It was number one for about a month, damn near. Yeah. So yeah, good on him. Good, good on you, Jordan Peele. Good on him. Way to get that money. Hmm. Am I up? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. <laughs> Uh, so I watched a movie we've talked about on here. Uh, we were disappointed it didn't hit Oscar season, or it didn't get more hype around Oscar season. The Founder, Ooh. 2016. So The Founder, the story of Ray Kroc, a salesman who turned two brothers' innovative fast food eatery, McDonald's, into one of the biggest restaurant businesses in the world with a combination of ambition, persistence, and ruthlessness. Directed by John Lee Hancock. Um, stars Michael Keaton as Ray Kroc. Nick Offerman as Dick McDonald. John Carroll Lynch as Mac McDonald. Uh, B.J. Novak is in here. Uh, Laura Dern. Um, yeah. Uh, pretty good, I would say. Yeah. Uh, I actually read Ray Kroc's memoir or whatever you want to call it he wrote it you know with the ghostwriter but called grinding it out um it's like 150 page little book um prior to this because i wanted to see this when it came out in theaters and then we've talked i think a couple times before about how it was initially we thought it was going to get big buzz around oscar season and shit like that and push and then we didn't I think the release date got pushed back several times and then it just never really made the rounds. Like it never hit previews, never hit TV really. Not when we expected them and it just kind of fizzled. We red boxed it and I would say uh, rightfully so. It it was a good movie, but thinking back um, on the movies that were nominated for like best picture or even best actor and stuff, I don't think Michael Keaton could have in my opinion, contended with him. He did a really mm-hmm. good job as Ray Kroc, um, kind of showing the ruthlessness and the salesmanship and shit like that. So that's what Ray Kroc was known for. I mean, he was, I think he was like 55 when he actually stumbled upon the McDonald's brothers because he actually was selling, uh, what was it, blenders to different businesses and shit like that. He did a bunch of different stuff. but uh, And then he came upon them, and then that's how he kind of stole their idea and franchised them. But uh, it's good. I would say it's a WTM eventually. Um, mm. It's worth a watch, especially if you've ever, ever eaten at a McDonald's. Because it's kind of <laughs> interesting to hear yeah. exactly where it started. There's one, fun, there's one fun fact that he had in his book that's pretty fucking ruthless, but I don't want to ruin it because it's in the movie too. And I was hoping it would be in the movie that he does to the McDonald's brothers, even after he's cut ties with them and he owns mcdonald's and everything he does one thing to him that's pretty fucking uh cutthroat i would say as a business person but um yeah it's worth a watch i would just say it's then eventually we'll get to it yeah 
I think I'll probably about do it. That'll do it. Anything else you want to get into? Huh? Well, I, I think we got to bring up the fact that Sheriff J.W. Peppa passed away <laughs> since I was last on here. I don't know if you and Brett talked about it at all. I can't remember. But we did discuss J.W. Peppa and our bond. At nauseum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the actor who played him, Clifton James, died in I don't know, mid-April, sometime around there, at 96. Old J.W. Peps. See you, Pepper. See you, Peps. Well, we didn't even, we didn't bring up the fact that Mary Tyler Moore died, I don't think. Well, she's TV. Episodes. Yeah, but no, she was also, I mean, she won Best Actress for Ordinary People. Okay. Or was nominated. I guess I always think of her as TV, so I didn't think it was appropriate. Because I believe you've scolded me for bringing up TV shit before. <laughs> it's not called Watch That Television Show. <laughs> it's real fucking ball buster, Mulder. <laughs> um, yeah, Ordinary People, she, trying to confirm here, she actually won Best Actress. Is it won Best Picture? The Pictures. Timothy Hutton won for Best Supporting. Oh, she was just nominated. She did not win. She was nominated. Oh, there you go. Oh, she was also in. before we get too far away from it, there was... I got a call out in the founder. Um, they do discuss Bloomington, Minnesota within the founder, which is where we broadcast all our WTM episodes from. So Bloomington, Minnesota is discussed within the movie, <laughs> which got to call out every Minnesota connection. It's kind of funny because I was just watching uh, Manchester by the Sea again the other day. Uh-huh. It still <laughs> makes me laugh. I don't want to live in Wonka Tonka. <laughs> <laughs> it's Minnetonka. <laughs> Minnetonka. <laughs> I'm gonna get a sounder of that added to our Minnesota reference soundboard. Yeah, I think that's appropriate. Watch Kindergarten Cop the other day, and oh my god, there's a lot of sound bites that need to be pulled from that. <laughs> Who so, is your daddy, and what, what does, does he, he do? do? <laughs> our mom says our dad is a real sex machine. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking twins. <laughs> All right, let's let's switch gears and get into old boy, oldie, but oldie, a goodie, but a goodie. So we'll wrap up this mini up here. Unless you have anything else, just gotta throw out there. Tip of the tongue. Oliver Stone interviewed uh, uh, Vladimir Putin. Yeah, I saw that for was, an uh, upcoming Showtime documentary series. Showtime does a lot of docu series, mm-hmm. which I'm a big fan of. Uh, and apparently there's going to be, I think it's four episodes, an hour apiece or something that are going to air sometime in June where Oliver Stone interviews Vladimir Putin. And apparently there's a scene where they watch Dr. Strangelove together. Yeah. Which I find I read about that. Hilarious. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So look um, out for yeah. that. It's kind of interesting. Oliver Stone is always just going to the biggest douches in the world. <laughs> <and being> like, <laughs> well, hey, he- everyone in America, this guy isn't so bad. <laughs> Fidel's a really good guy. Hugo Chavez is a really good guy. You guys are all evil. <laughs> Shut up, Oliver. Make a decent movie again, for fuck's sake. Snowden? <laughs> Snowden? <laughs> oh, the only thing I it. can uh, that I read good about Snowden was apparently it depicts um, 
It depicts the surveillance programs the NSA was doing, mm-hmm. apparently in a way that everybody can understand. Like it gets pat, it makes. Is Margot Robbie in a hot tub? Uh, not Bubble that bath? good. Not that good. I think Joseph Gordon Levitt's in a hot tub. <laughs> Dicks up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think that's a good spot to end it. Reach out to us. <laughs> criticisms suggestions what have you email us watch this movie at yahoo.com criticisms <laughs> even if they're peculiar <laughs> <laughs> trying to get through it here <sighs> please rate and review subscribe stitcher itunes get on that we need those reviews and we need them bad <laughs> Uh, check out our website at WTMWatchThisMovie.com. Follow us on Twitter at WatchThis underscore movie. <laughs> we will check you later. Guess we'll see you around. All right, check you later. Bye. Wait, man, why are you always such a dork, man? What are you talking check about? Check you later. Check you later. <laughs> hey, man, you off my case. <laughs>